Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I'm Joe Masato, joined by Barry Trammell, here to recap the Thunder's 108-94 win against the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday night at Paycom Center. Barry, kind of a strange game um, from a number of perspectives. First, um, on a good note for the Thunder, Shea Gilgis Alexander had a triple-double, second of his career, 27 points, 11 rebounds, and 12 assists. And I say it's kind of strange because he was just brilliant in the first half, 9 of 14. Second half, he was 1 of 10. Uh, He finished 0 of 7 from three-point range. So not the most efficient triple-double, but one nonetheless. And then the weirdest part, and I want to – let's actually start with this, and we'll get to the triple-double later. Michael Malone benched not only the the reigning MVP, but his other four starters for the entirety of the fourth quarter – um, even when the Nuggets cut the lead to single digits with four minutes left, he keeps the starter shelved. He's he's finishing with Vladko Chanchar, Devon Reed, um, Austin Rivers, Jermichael Green, Campazzo. Um, it was just really weird, Barry. What'd you make of that decision? Well, here's the deal. Mike Malone is a coach who wears his frustration on his sleeve. And he, I'll say, by the way, he would wear it on his sleeve if he heard you call him Mike, too. Yes. <laughs> but he, uh, Michael, yes. Um, <laughs> but this is a coach who does not, you know, he, he doesn't sugarcoat things. And it seemed from the start that his, that his squad was uh, a little bit of a out of sorts, not really, uh, not really doing much. And, he had, he got no, he he had little patience for it, and I've seen some other, I've seen some other people do that in the, in the NBA. He takes all five starters out with four fifty one left in the third quarter, and they don't go back in, and by that time the Thunder had built a seventy seven sixty one lead, and Mike Malone said, "That's it for me. I mean, I, I can I can watch, uh, I can watch somebody else do this nonsense," and. And when uh, I remember a Maverick Spurs game from years ago where this happened, and um, I can't even remember who 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 was way behind and who caught up, but when the when the subs get you back in the game like they did tonight, if you're the coach, you sort of think you know these are the guys that got us back in the game. Why would I put those you know those guys that were you know playing with anvils on their back? Uh, so I, I can understand the rationale of not putting Jokic in, not putting Will Barton in, uh, the Monty Morris, the whole crew. Uh, but it was very strange to see the Thunder dominate Denver the way they the way they did. You know, Denver Denver's a mediocre team this year. They entered fifteen and fourteen, um, but this is a combination of the Thunder playing pretty well for them, not shooting great, but playing really well, and Denver just being. Completely out of out out of sorts and out of sync. Yeah, it was very strange. I I would say that I totally agree with you. Denver never brought it. It was evident from the beginning of the game, like they were just missing any sort of juice in this one. Just weren't weren't ready to play. And it's not like the Thunder played great, but it was good enough to to blow out the Nuggets um, and and send their starters off the floor. But here's my thing, and I think I'd be very upset if I was a Nuggets fan because I understand the whole, okay, starters, you're not going to play. I'm sending a, I'm proving a point, sending a message. 
But you've got Jokic, who has been even better this season statistically than he was last year. He's the reigning MVP. You're missing Michael Porter Jr. You're missing Jamal Murray. You're hovering at 500 in the very mediocre Western Conference where, like, every team is 500. Um, and, like, like wins matter. You want to stay out of the play-in. You want, you want to get to sixth seed if you're Denver. And potentially wasting a win, I, I, I think, is is the wrong decision personally. But uh, I don't get paid the big bucks. Well, it, it was odd. Uh, Michael Malone plays the long game, though. He's He sends messages to his teams often. And we're not used to it in Oklahoma City where the coach does things like publicly reprimands his own team. But in Denver, it happens. Um, he does not... Yeah. By the way, I really like my, Michael Malone. I enjoy talking to him every time, and he is very upfront and honest. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that's going a little too far, just given that... I, I think it'd be different if you're, you know, so you so what, have have a better record. What do you think? You think you, you think when they cut it to ten, there with four minutes left or whatever it was. Yeah, they cut it to they cut it to nine with like four twenty left. Yeah, so you'd like to see at least Jokic come back in because they were playing with some, well, not only some guys I'd never heard of, but some guys who just flat out aren't very good. This Kangkar, I mean he. He didn't. He didn't look like much of a ball player to me. And uh, I, I didn't. I, I had to basketball reference Devon Reed. Devon Reed and um, and uh, Zeke Naji, or I don't even know how you say his name. Yeah. Um, but now Naji, he, he's an exciting young player. But yeah, the rest. But uh, some of some of these some of these guys, Cornelli, you know, was there at the end. Um. And and the and the the Nuggets got a bad draw. They cut the Thunder on a night when SGA was playing a great all around game. Uh, Darius Baisley continues his resurrection. Um, so yeah, just not a not a good ben, bench. Baisley is a not, s- seems like the right move through three games. Not, not bad at all, and not bad at all. So um, yeah, I I don't know. But you know, the Thunder all of a sudden's playing pretty well again. Uh, back to back to hurting their lottery chances, but you know that's just part of it in this long season. Uh, I thought it was a fascinating game from the start. I, I thought of this: the first thirty seconds of the game might have been the most interesting first thirty seconds of a game I've ever seen. For this reason, Thunder gets the ball and uh, immediately throws the ball to Dort in the corner, and he swishes. And raises his streak. Is it is it now forty three straight games with a three pointer? Forty forty three, the third longest yeah. in Thunder history. Yeah, I mean he literally takes all the drama out of that one within you know on the first possession, and then he comes down. Denver comes down with the ball, and I happen to be watching. This might be the first time in history that anybody has ever focused in on a player who was eventually called for a defense of three seconds. I was actually watching Giddy, and he was he was supposed to cover, I don't know, somebody on the other side. I don't know if it was Barton or who, Garen Gordon. I don't know who. But he was dancing around trying to get over and help double-team Jokic, but avoid, you know, avoid a... Uh, avoiding a uh, a defense of three seconds, and they called it on him. I've never seen a defense of three seconds in the first possession of a game. It was early, it, yeah. and 
and I went back and looked at it. I think it was a bad call because I think he got out of the lane and they got right back in and Bill Kennedy called it anyway. Um, but I've, it, that would seem to be one of those deals where you, you know, you sort of should tell the player, Hey, get out, get out of the lane, get out of the lane. Um, and then if he doesn't do it, you know, you whistle him up, but to, to drop that on a guy in the first possession of a game, I thought was a little, was a little strange. So I'd never seen that before. Seems like somewhere Michael Malone is, is, Telling the the officials before the game, hey, I want you guys to keep an eye on this. Yeah, may, yeah, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. But um, uh, boy, I thought Denver was a shell of its old self, and of course they're missing two prime players. Here's the deal, though. I actually had a really good time watching them offensively. Like I know they didn't bring a ton of effort, but they still move the ball, and it's not just Jokic. Like they make the extra pass. They're they're just a really fun team. Like even. Like, Najee coming off the bench does it. Bones Highland is uh, one of my favorite players in the NBA already. He's just like a ball of fun. Uh, You know, and and you still have, you know, Will Barton's had a great year. Uh, Aaron Gordon does some good things. By the way, Aaron Gordon could not stop Shea Gilders-Alexander at all. Like, they had no answer. No, that did not seem like a good good matchup. For Shea, but I don't know. I I still like Denver. I, I do think... Well, they're missing Michael Porter. They're missing Jamal Murray, and that makes a huge difference. I think they'll finish. I think they'll finish in the top six. You do in the West. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jokic is just playing. I I mean, he would be the leading MVP. Well, that's hard to say because Durant and Curry have been so incredible. But like his numbers are even better than they were last year. Well, it to me it's a uh, it's a case of. Uh, it's getting a little late. When, when's Murray supposed to be back? Do we know that? Doesn't seem to have a firm timetable. Uh, what's What's going good for the for the Nuggets is this: uh, a whole bunch of teams are fifteen and fifteen, sixteen and sixteen, sixteen and fifteen, fifteen and sixteen. Actually, there's five. The, there's five Harry, teams. The Thunder's a game. The Thunder's a game out of the play-in. Well, that's true. Yeah, they're one game behind the Portland Trailblazers. They got to watch it. Uh, oh, I don't know if you heard it. SGA just sprained his ankle. He just uh, SGA just sprained yeah. his ankle walking out of the arena tonight. Um, yeah, but the West is a is not top heavy. I mean, I mean, it, it's suddenly top heavy. It's sort of like the East was. A whole bunch of teams in the middle. Yeah. The West has five teams. That are either fifteen and sixteen, fifteen and fifteen, sixteen and sixteen, or sixteen and fifteen. So, it's a uh, it's a mad scramble there for whatever they're yeah. scrambling. I mean, for. a lot of people have said this nationally, but this is probably this is the worst the West has been in quite some time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is looking more East like. There anything else from? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Derek Favors. He was a a mid range magician this evening. He had a he, he had a kept, he had a solid game. And you know he actually when he's out there he's doing a decent job guarding Jokic. Um, because I going into the game I thought now who's covering Jokic? Which 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 combination are they going to go with? Because you know in the old days that's Stephen Adams' job, and you know you're not going to do that today, but. Uh, why didn't Mike Muscala play tonight? He was resting. Uh, he, he rests on one night of a back-to-back, and he's resting on the front end instead of the okay. back end. Okay, well, that, that's okay. Well, that'll 
No, they won without Muscala, and they won without. Yeah, that's a bad win when you win without Mike. Yes, and <laughs> you know Mike what? Kenrich Williams only plays sixteen minutes, so you can't say the Thunder went out there and. And, and he was a minus nine, a team worst minus yeah. nine with uh, Alexei Pokashevsky, who did not have a good game. Um, by the way, Isaiah Roby played for the first time in two weeks. He played two minutes, and it's like, all right, get up off the bench and go guard Jokic for two minutes, and then come back out. <laughs> yeah. But um, but a good solid, you know, good solid performance. When when SGA gets going like he did in the first half, he you can you can see the specialness of of, of his offensive game. Even on a night yeah. when he goes zero for seven, he had a, an excellent offensive game. I sort of wish he'd quit shooting so many threes, because um, he's he now shoots more step back threes than in, than not. Most the majority of his threes are step backs. Or sidesteps. He, he doesn't. There's not a lot of catch and shoot threes. I mean, he, he's he's becoming. I, I mean, not becoming. This year, he's been one of the least efficient three point shooters in the league. He's got to be. I haven't looked up the numbers, but he's shooting what six, seven threes a game and sub thirty percent. So he he's got to be taking. Some of the hardest threes there there are. He, he doesn't get a lot of catch-and-shoot opportunities. No, he, he very little catch-and-shoots. Here, here it is. Uh, he's averaging uh, 6.3 uh, three-pointers. He's under 30%, which is terrible. So, yeah, and he was 0-7 tonight. Does yeah, that count that? I don't, I don't think this is counting tonight. If it was, it's awfully quick updating. So... Yeah, he's not doing he's not doing great at that at that part of the game, uh, and you know his two point his two point precision his two point percentage is way down. He was over fifty percent shooter in totality twos and threes a year ago, and now he's down in the forty one percent range. So his yeah, his effectiveness was, is not nearly what it has been. He went fifty forty eighty basically last year, right? Yeah, so. He's not having a great year. Um, it'd be good if he could, you know, get back in that range of, you know, after last season you thought another step forward. Look what you got. Well, he's taking a step back. So yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's just hard when there's just no spacing. The Thunder's the worst three point shooting team. Yeah, man. Second man. worst. The the Pistons are the worst. But it's just like. It's like how we talk about like college point guards. It's like just wait till he gets more spacing and Shea's on the floor with no spacing. So makes it a little more difficult. Wanna end with this. Barry, I just thought this was weird. I included it in my takeaways. The Thunder tonight played their oh, their second divisional opponent of the season. I know divisions don't matter, but they've played two divisional games before tonight, which no other team had played fewer than four. Some teams had played eight and nine. The Thunder has played the Jazz twice, that's it. They still haven't played the Timberwolves, the Trailblazers, and tonight was the first Nuggets game. I just think that's a weird scheduling thing. It is very odd. Um, it's, it's very odd. Um, <laughs> There's get... nothing really to add to it. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, the the people who make the schedule are wizards. I don't know how they do it anyway with all the stipulations they gotta they gotta make. So I, I don't I can't criticize it, but it is very strange. Um, I wish we'd get rid of the division 
designation. It doesn't mean anything. Um, so everything everything is seated by conference anyway, so we need to get rid of that whole division thing. You don't like hanging divisional banners? No, I do not. I do not support it at all. <laughs> to me, yeah, in, in all seriousness, I think the... I think the uh, the divi- the divisional scheduling breakdown in the NBA is a is a nod to the East and an, and an affront to the West because the Western oh yeah the Western divisions, especially the Pacific and the Northwest, it's a great expanse are not really geographic anyway. They're just you know Minnesota to Oklahoma City to Portland. I mean that's you know that's the Pan American division is what that is. Yeah, and then even the, the Southwest division has it. It's pretty best. compact. It's pretty compact. But even the Pacific, you know, when you go from, um, when you go from Sacramento to Phoenix, that's you know that's, I mean that's okay. Uh, you can live with that. But, um, but in the East, everybody's pretty compact. The Atlantic, and then the, the, the. Heck, I don't even know what they call the Cleveland division. What yeah. is, that? is that the you mid? Can, is that the Midwest division? What do they call that division? It's like the uh, Central. What is Central? It? I don't even know what the division's called. I think it's okay, the Central. Okay, we've got. I think it's the Central. <laughs> we've division. got the we've got the Atlantic, the Central, and the Southeast. Central, Central, yeah, Central, Central. Um, yeah, Chicago, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Indiana, Detroit. Yeah, very compact. Minnesota needs to be in there, um, but. You can draw a pretty big triangle from uh, Portland to Minneapolis to Oklahoma City. Yeah, you, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of, you, you can have quite a cattle drive running the, running, running, the old, running the old herds through that territory, but um, yeah. So the, the divisional break—they ought to just you ought to just schedule by conference and get on down the road. But yeah. um, you know, ideally, what they do, I think, is let's see if you're forty-two. You know the seventy-two team schedule. I mean, sir, seventy-two game schedule actually works a little better than the eighty-two game. Play everybody in your conference three times. That's forty-two games, and everybody in the other conference twice. That's thirty games. Seventy-two games, and that would probably be better for everybody involved. Play a few, a little fewer games, but uh, the revenue is not anything anybody wants to give up. If only the world was in a place where uh, these were the debates they were having at the NBA league office. <laughs> no, I think they're yeah, dealing. Well. I, I think they're dealing with more difficult things, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, oh boy, and, and, and it's crazy. The thunder. The thunder's been virtually unaffected by the COVID. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't mean to make light of the situation. No. It's it's obviously horrible to see, but one of the it, it's totally random given the amount of breakthrough cases we've seen even among the fully vaccinated the thunder is fully vaccinated they're not fully boosted i don't know exactly what those numbers are for the thunder but it's it's insane when you're you're seeing joe johnson signed you're seeing our good friend charlie brown jr signed um uh dj wilson gets a chance with the raptors signed away from the blue and all of these just shakeups around the NBA, and the Thunder has not had one player go into health and safety protocols. It's just bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, yeah, I actually asked Mark Dignalt about it, and he was like, 
obviously like there's nothing we're doing like we're everyone's being humbled by this and it almost seems like everyone is sort of saying it's only a matter of time but um hopefully that's that's not the case hopefully we can it'd be great if we could just stop it all together but it's just it's just you know the thunder's not in a place where it could really like affect them in a positive way if they were like you know trying to jump up the standings or something but it's going to have an effect some sort of effect on on the standings and everything but it's just it's just weird how it's gone yeah and um hopefully the nba can sort of muddle through it and come out on the other side that's about all you can ask for we're all muddling muddling through things um we will not muddle through a podcast tomorrow night at phoenix i will not be in phoenix i I think hopefully it's going to be the one road trip we miss this season uh we're going to take a couple days off from the pod during the holidays so um Hopefully everyone has a good Christmas, has a good holidays, and very thankful for all of you listening to the Thunder Buddies pod, and we'll see you next time.